Welcome to the Great Communicators podcast presented by the MIT Office of Graduate Education, a professional development podcast expressly designed to bring lessons from the field to our graduate student researchers. My name is Adam Greenfield, and in this special episode, we're going to get a different perspective on the things we've heard so far. We asked a few MIT grad students to listen to the interviews we conducted with these great speakers, then provide feedback on what they heard. In this episode, my name is Rebecca Taft. I'm a PhD student um, in the computer science department here at MIT. And the focus of Rebecca's research is in databases. So creating software for managing big data. It's very practical applied research. So industry uh, partners are, are interested in what we're doing, which is kind of fun. And I'm hoping to go into industry after I'm done. But perhaps once a researcher, always a researcher. I think I'm Ready, ready to take a break from academia for now, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I may, I may miss the, may miss research after I leave. In our talk with Rebecca, she brought up how each speaker she heard seemed to have goals they wanted to accomplish with their writing. She specifically pointed to things Scott Lewis referenced in his comments about his realizations while watching political debates that while a listing of facts is an accurate view of the world, people may tune out if there's no emotion tied to them. You know, I think that in any, in any situation, a lecturer or a church or a, you know, if you're, if you're sitting there just rambling through facts that you might find interesting in some deep part of your, your soul, but you don't actually communicate why they're interesting, you've lost. You're trying to get across this emotional message and connect with the audience. And um, that one struck me because I, <laughs> he, he, he gave this example of listening to Donald Trump during the campaign and, you know, realizing that, that this guy could probably win the whole thing, which made me realize that. You know, he's probably right that, that the emotional message was what was really effective, but also it uh, made me think, okay, so for somebody who is doing research, which is all about facts, do facts even matter? How, how do we use the facts to get across the emotional message in a better way than just emotion without facts? Rebecca did mention that the questions she just raised weren't completely addressed. However, perhaps there really aren't one-size-fits-all answers to those questions. People operate in many different ways, even though the general list of emotion types remains the same. Still, if you inject some of the emotional connection you have with the facts or conclusions you're presenting, your audience just may find that same connection. Successful communication achieved. Rebecca also brought up something important that Professor Yang Xiao Horn talked about, published work and how it's never really done. Yeah, that was one thing I really liked about the f the first interview was she she said that uh, she she never thinks about a research paper as a, a perfect work. It's not a piece of work that uh, um, with certainty or perfection, but rather than it is enhances our understanding of the natural or the physical world. So I, I liked that idea. I mean, you always have the goal of publishing. I mean, that's pretty much what a lot of academic programs are based on. You try to publish papers and, you know, once you get three first author papers or something, then you can write your thesis and graduate. Um, so the, 
in some ways the publication is the goal, but at the same time, I think the field itself is constantly changing and, you know, nobody would say that uh, something written 50 years ago is necessarily going to be right. It's, you know, publications that came after it built on that work, but um, the actual theories that were discussed in that paper from 50 years ago have probably evolved over time. Um, But in terms of thinking of things as constantly being a work in progress, I I also did a lot of art growing up. And I, I think that's something that I thought about more with, with art. Like you can always keep on going back and painting over sections and making it better. But at some point you have to just say it's done. And when it came to Jim Ruland, he and Rebecca seemed to have somewhat of a similar approach to writing. So... With the, the last one, Jim Rulin, he, he sort of said a little bit about the process, like you should start with the stuff that you, the stuff that you most want to say. And I, I guess that's, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's a really good uh, practice to always know what's the thing you most want to say and, you know, make that your starting point. Even if it's in your headline, you know, then, then you're free to, to meander. He described this story where he, started writing a book review and the introduction ended up taking up the entire word limit that he had. So I think, yeah, writing the ideas that you want to get across first and then figuring out how to introduce some with the space that you have left makes a lot of sense. Thanks for listening to the Great Communicators podcast brought to you by the MIT Office of Graduate Education. My name is Adam Greenfield and feel free to talk amongst yourselves. This podcast was written and produced by Adam Greenfield. The executive producer of this podcast is Patrick Yurick. The Great Communicators Podcast. The Great Communicators Podcast, Grad Comics Live, Grad Comics The Game, and the Technically Speaking Comic Book series are part of a professional development initiative called GradX. GradX is, GradX made, is made possible by the Office of Graduate Education at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. To find out more about find GradX, out more about GradX as well as get access to other episodes of the Great Communicators podcast, go to gradx.mit.edu. For more information, for more information and links on the music used in this episode, please see the show notes.